We're in a series right now called We Church, Not Me Church. And just cast a little vision for you. Over the next few Sundays, we're looking at uh, our five points of mission. Five points of mission. As you came in today, you look to the left, you would have seen what we call our vision statement. Very simple, reaching people, building lives. But we know that uh, it's not important just to have a vision, but how many of you know sometimes you just got to have a plan, right? You got to have a plan to fulfill that vision. Well, for us, we talk about five points of mission. Last week, we talked about fellowship. We looked at how, how vital it is to be connected with others, to be um, in, in community. And also, I shared with you just some keys I use in my life to navigate community, navigate relationships, because eventually somebody's going to do you wrong. Somebody's going to say something, and the temptation's going to be to run from fellowship. Well, we want to encourage you to stay the course, and uh, I shared on that a little bit last week. Well, this week, hold your breath. We're going to talk about discipleship, the D word, all right? Discipleship. And uh, let me cast vision for if you want to know where we're going next week and the following weeks. We've got worship we'll be talking about. We've got ministry we'll be talking about. And then we're going to end our five points of vision or mission, excuse me, on evangelism. And listen, all of us live life. Listen, we don't live life with these five before us. I'm not going to give you a card at the end of the series and say, put this on your mirror. No, I want to encourage you. The bottom line, if you want to know how to live this out, stay close to Jesus and stay in community. That's all you need, all right? These will eventually be able to be worked out in your life. But I want to talk to you today about discipleship. We have in what I call our growth track, not at our newcomer's lunch, but in the second course called Discover Community, or second experience called Discover Community, um, we, we talk about the three B's. I'm not going to spend much time here, but I want to let you know where discipleship falls into. So first off, as a church culture, I want you to just know you're, you're in a good place right here, right now. We have the first B is called belong. And it's kind of with all of our baggage, with all of our brokenness, with all of our mistakes and sin, not you, I'm talking about the person next to you, okay? With all of what we bring to the table, we belong. Jesus welcomed. He, he was ca- categorized. He was identified by the religious leaders as a friend of sinners. We can see clearly throughout his mission, throughout his vision on earth, people belonged. It was crazy. And so we, we see that even as a church, we want to be a place where everybody can belong, where some of us young in the Lord, some of us a little more seasoned in our walk with God. But that belong is, is important. We try to create environments where you could just belong. But I do need to say this. We have an agenda. All right? Don't you love that when the pastor says we have an agenda? We do have an agenda. We would that all of you be saved. Hands down, we believe in King Jesus. We believe in allegiance to him. Not a nation, not a movement, not even a church, but allegiance to him changes the game of life. And we believe we need a savior. And so we preach, we teach our group leaders. They've got an agenda. They just haven't told you. You know, they hope that you take one step closer 
to God in your walk. And for some of you, that's salvation. That you do the whole all in, fully surrendered, not one foot in, one foot out, but total surrender. We call that believe. Maybe you've heard of it, born again. For some, it looks like at the end of a service, they lifted a hand. They said a prayer. For others, it's they had an epiphany on a drive. Others, we've had people at work. God moved, convicted them. They changed their life. It's crazy. Sometimes God doesn't even use people. Believe it or not. As a church, so we want belong, believe. Here's where discipleship comes in. It's the, it's the B word, become. It's become. And becoming is important. I love this quote by one of my favorite authors, Dallas Willard. We're going to bring it up. But he says, the most important thing in your life is not what you do. It's who you become. That's what you take into eternity. Think about that. The most important thing in your life is not what you do. It's who you become. That's what you take into eternity. Whenever I talk on discipleship, I've always got that quote in the back of my mind because most of us, when we shifted into adulthood, it became all about what we do. We even ask ourselves, hey, what's your name? Okay, I've got your name. Now I'm going to ask you, what do you do? (laughs) Because we're so accustomed to finding our worth, finding our identity in what we could do with the works of our hands. Listen, Jesus didn't come to give you a gospel of behavior modification. He didn't come die on the cross, be resurrected, and be ascended into heaven to give you the gospel of sin management. No. Jesus came to resurrect our dead lives. He came to transform us into his likeness. And so we value discipleship. We see discipleship as a a pathway to Christ-likeness. I'm just going to be transparent with you. I thought for a few years that discipleship was information overload. I thought the more I read, the more discipled I was. I thought the more I went to church, the more discipled I was. I thought the more things I did for God, the more discipled I was. In college, I was like, the greater my grade the more discipled I am. And compared with your grade, I'm a better disciple. You know? I mean, all that's in the mix. Because I was consumed by what I did. Over Over the years, thank goodness for the Holy Spirit, He's continued to lead me and guide me and transform me slowly but surely into Christ likeness. Have I arrived? No. Slowly but surely, I believe what God is going to do in your life and my life, if we stay the course, is that we find ourselves being transformed into Christ-likeness. So real quick, Hillside, you're like, all right, well, 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 let's kick that around a bit. Hillside, let me share some specific pieces of what we do. None of these are an end in themselves. None of these are the total package. But let me share a few things. If Hillside's your home, let me cast a few pieces of vision for you. If Hillside's not your home, welcome. If it becomes your home, 
Keep this in the back of your mind, all right? We have what we call a growth track. That's simply a way to get you connected with local, life-giving community. In the spring, we offer a fun, easygoing, casual, totally surface level, nothing's difficult discipleship class called Freedom. I may have packaged that poorly, okay? We offer Freedom, which is a total surrender, all in, covering different areas of your life, laying down our (laughs) need for control and our arms up, submission and surrender to the Lord. We offer that in the spring. In the fall, we offer what we call emotionally healthy spirituality because I was finding a great disconnect in my life, and thank God he stepped in. But I used to think, again, imagine being a husband, imagine being a parent, right? And you think discipleship is information accumulation. So you know all the things, but your heart can remain cold. So you do things like you're religious about your quiet time. You're religious. You you barely ever skip a day. And you're reading the Bible, praying some prayers. But guess what? I can still keep a cold heart. And so I, I, I loved, I hate actually to share this story, but I'm going to use it as a pretty decent example. So there was a disconnect. So I'm upstairs praying, and then my daughters don't let me finish my quiet time. So I storm down the steps, you know, getting louder as I come. So this sense of impending doom. <laughs> and then I yell at them, be quiet. For the love of God, I'm just trying to pray. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, not, it's pretty obvious disconnect, isn't it? Or think about this. People, not you, right? People from other churches, please understand this. They go to work, and, and they're a Christian. They got a cross. They got a cross in their office. They even have a WWJD bracelet. They even wear a Christian shirt on occasion. Yet they got some major anger problems. And yet they make everybody feel uncomfortable and they get get awkward. You talk about impatience. Man, they've got the badge and they've signed up for the course. I mean, there's a disconnect. So that's what I know. America, for the last few decades, taught discipleship as information overload. I know people who sensed the touch from the Lord to be in ministry, the pastor said, get your degree. Jesus says, follow me. It is. Somehow we think because we've got credentials, we have something to offer. Pharisees had credentials but we're miles away from the kingdom of God. I love both. I love both. I love learning. I love studying. But if it's disconnected from the heart, I'll give it up in a minute. Because I know what Jesus is after. He's after, follow me. It's a journey. It's a relationship. It's a pathway. Some of the greatest people in the kingdom of God are unknown. They're not even in the States. They're in the Middle East, serving the least of these. They're people who've got no title, no credentials, but they're following 
Jesus. Same is true for you. The invitation stands for both of us. And so that's quite a bit of who we are. So where were we? Emotionally healthy spirituality. I could leave it to that to get me distracted. All right. (laughs) Commit to growing in Christ. We, We always want to lead you. Can we bring up the list? I think we had it going. Commit to growing in Christ. Um. Content. Now, this is information, okay? This may be, for some of you, information overload, but we signed you up. You didn't even know it. We've signed you up for Right Now Media. You can have access to over 22,000 teachings. You may be sitting here, and the Lord's putting it on your heart. Man, I want to study this scripture. I want to study this book of the Bible. Man, we got great pastors, theologians, and, and teachers. who We have digital access to all of that. How do you get content? I'm glad you asked. You can email Info at hillsidechurch.us. Free. You may never come again. I encourage you to come to church again. But you may, you may be out. You can keep it forever. And it'll help you. There's marriage courses. There's singleness courses. There's purity courses. There's financial courses. There's just about every possible course imaginable. Also, they have tons of kids' discipleship shows. It's incredible. We give it to you free. There's no second course. We just shoot you the invite once we know your email. And then the biggest piece as well is healthy, life-giving relationships. Some, not all, some have found this through serving on a team, enjoying events and outreaches. Many have found it belonging to a small group. It's all agenda-driven, y'all. We want you to grow in your relationship with Christ. We want you to become more Christ-like. Look, there's an election coming in 2024. Can I just say this? I really hope you will be more Christ-like than 2020. How about that? That, that, may go, that, may, that may go some distance in our culture. All right, let's stop there. Okay, let's move on. I mean, not, not stop. Let's move on, please. Key thought, I do have this because we are all different places in our lives. There's no one-size-fits-all discipleship. No one-size-fits-all. But hear this. There is one direction fits all. Following Jesus into Christ-likeness. There's no one size fits all. But there is one direction. Every once in a while, it's important to ask ourselves two questions. Ask ourselves two questions. I'll unpack a little bit in each of these. To know if we are moving in the right direction. God hasn't asked for you to compete with anybody in this room, with anybody in your family, with anybody at another church. God's not asking you to live your life in the false self, somebody else's identity, calling, purpose. No. He's asked you to be in relationship with Him. He's invited you to be Christ-like. Two discipleship questions I love to keep before me is, first, are you experiencing God Daily. Not reading about God. Are you experiencing God daily? For some of you with a charismatic or Pentecostal background, that's a very threatening question. Am I slain in the spirit every day? You know? Am I caught up into the third heaven every day? That's not what I'm saying. I'm asking, have you just calmed down? Have you maybe taken 60 seconds and just said, Lord, speak. Your servant's listening. 
and you have 60 seconds. No, I'm kidding. But that, that's what we're talking about. For those of you maybe with a bit of a Baptist background, listen, I'm a mixed bag. I got them all, all right? So with a, with a Baptist background, here's, here's what, what you would be tempted, tempted to hear. Did you do your Bible study for the day? I'm all for that. I hope you did. But in that Bible study, before or after, did you just stop and sit in silence and meet with your Heavenly Father? It would change the game. So that's what I'm talking about. I, I have here listed a, 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 a contemplative, a reflective, a prayerful, a scriptural time and slowing down to meet. With God. I love Psalm 23, 2 and 3. Listen to this. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the chaos. No, beside the still waters. Four words. I use these four words to guide. <laughs> Some may argue, but to guide me in my early 30s. He restores my soul became the promise I took to heart and took over my life. We're not just mumbo-jumbo, here's another verse for you. No, read the content in that. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. It's God leading us. It's him guiding us. Discipleship is slowed down relationship. You can get fast food Christianity you can get a fast food discipleship. Makes you feel good for a minute. It's a good pat on the back spiritually. But if we're not careful, we get accustomed to that. God wants to do something deep. He wants to do something rich. He values you. He values your life. He wants to heal some hurts. How many of you know it's difficult? There's no drive-through emergency rooms. I know that there are. But they're not fast food. You know, you're still going to be waiting for 90 minutes or whatever. I mean, it's like my arm is falling off. Please, give us a minute. See, no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, I mean, if you think about it, some things take, take a process. Sometimes you've got to do some recovery, some healing, right? That's, that's discipleship. There's some time there. Small group um, I led in the winter-spring semester... We did a, a series called Dangerous Prayers in the group, read that book, talked about it. Then we followed it up with a curriculum on Right Now Media called Two Words, Be Still. It's available to you for totally free on your phone, on any, your computer, on a smart TV. And I encourage you to think about it. It's by uh, Brian Heasley. He's a pastor. He also helps lead the 24-7 prayer movement which is great apps available if you're just like, dude, I don't know how to pray. Well, we've never been more resourced than ever. That's a great small group. It's a short study, but it's a simple guide to begin a quiet time with the Lord. We never outgrow our need for a quiet time. We don't become, when we get a title or we start leading something, it's not because we don't need a quiet time. In fact, I found, no, I need a longer more in-depth, quiet time. You know, we've got, to, we've got to continue to grow, continue to yield areas of our life. So let me just ask you, are you experiencing God daily? Are you? He wants to meet with you. 
He longs to be with you. There's whispers from heaven. I get just almost every week, sometimes daily, just a little something from the Lord that my soul needed to hear. And what does that do? It prepares me for my day, prepares me for my relationships. I realize right now that my daughters, some of you would know this better than others, there's a window of time. There's a window of time. I don't have just endless summers. Great song, by the way. No, I don't have just endless summers, endless amounts of time with them. No, I've got to be in a place to share with them, to care for them, to disciple them. And that requires me at least attempting to be close to Jesus. Amen, somebody? But it's a beautiful thing. Discipleship, I, I believe it should be an element in every single church, a way for people to grow, a way for people to be discipled. So that's the first question. Are you experiencing God daily? The second is, this is fun. You'll enjoy this one. Does he have access to every arena of your life? It's always the nail in the coffin. No, I'm kidding. Does he have access to every arena of your life? That is, that is a maturing element of discipleship in God. Where we begin to relinquish control of every arena in our life. I love this, this I call the, uh, the five aspects of being human. Can we bring, uh, if, I hope we have that image. Should be a circle, five, five little, yeah, there we go. Thank you guys. Physical, emotional, social, intellectual, spiritual. Till about 25, I thought discipleship was spiritual. Like, I love Jesus. I love his people 50% of the time. I thought discipleship was just spiritual. But God in Genesis did not just look at the spiritual side of Adam and Eve and all creation and say, it's good. He saw all of them. They're physical they're emotional, they're social, they're intellectual. God wants to begin discipleship, maturing us into Christ-likeness in all of those areas. Did you know, in Scripture, we, we talk about prophets, right? Did you know your body is not a minor prophet, but a major prophet in your life? Do you know that? Did you know knots in your stomach are a good indicator of something is wrong. Have you ever thought about that? Did you know that anxiety, it's, it's an indication that something is wrong or off? I, I've experienced both, by the way. Did you, did you know that your body, I want to encourage you, is actually a major prophet? Like if you are perpetually exhausted and you're perpetually overtired, this will be fun. Let me go here, and I'll ease off really quick, okay? If you're over-exhausted, overly tired all the time, there's a chance you're really not following Jesus too closely. No, I mean, for real. I mean, how are we supposed to interpret? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Not in America! <laughs> right? We're doing that, aren't we? And Jesus is like... Paul, your body is a major prophet indicating to you something's off. So what does that require? 
slowing down. Some of you are waiting for your next day off. God's like, nah, you're going to be off today. (laughs) We've got to learn. I I think of these other areas. Um, They disappeared real fast, but they'll be back. I I can feel it. They're coming. They're coming. Circle. Five areas. They're coming. There we go. Emotions. They need to be discipled. Emotions need to be discipled. If, if you are bowing up, angry, pointing fingers, if everybody else is to blame, if you've got major blind spots, you're probably human. That's good. However, my emotions, what do I do? I feel them. I have them. I submit them to the Lord. Submit them to the Lord. Because ultimately, Christian maturity looks like love. Am I loving this person, these people, this region well? Am I? It's part of the discipleship journey, part of the discipleship process. It affects social, right? It affects our society. Where do you get this? I'm glad you asked. 1 Colossians chapter 1, 15 through 18. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. The NIV says, in him all things hold Together, or in other words, he's holding all things together. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things, there it is, that in all things, let's just say those two words, all things. One more time, all things. My emotions, all things. My finances, all things. My relationships, all things. Booyah. In all things, he may have the preeminence. Discipleship requires us to make the life-altering decision. I'm not going to be a fan of Jesus. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. Can I tell you, some of you don't know it yet, but God is about to blow your mind with your future. That you've been quoting the scripture, you've been thinking about it, for I know the plans you have for me. They're for my good. They're of my welfare. That that we have good days, we have best days ahead. Absolutely. And some of you just haven't made that pivot. You've been enjoying the verse. You've been enjoying it. And God's saying, listen, it's time to follow me. It's time to go all in. And you're about to have what I call the Matthew 633 experience. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. Some of us have been seeking other things. We have been. Our hearts have a paper trail. We've been seeking some other things. 
It's time to seek first and trust his timing, his ways, his will. Amen? Yeah. That was good preaching, y'all. Yeah. That, was real. that was good preaching.